What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. We can banter. I record. I just, I'm working on a nap time schedule right now. And I put her down like two hours ago while you freshened your hair <laughs> and showed up at two o'clock. You look good though. Thanks. Pumpkin spice season's just around the corner. So I wanted to do my hair. Everyone, welcome back, Becky. Neighbor Becky is here. I desperately pulled her in because I'm like, my editor is like, everybody loves Becky and they love Shane. I'm like, Shane's very busy and I don't feel like he would appreciate me bringing podcast equipment on our anniversary trip. So <laughs> welcome back. Thank and you very much. I love, we're, what do we, what do we, what did we decide we're doing today? We're doing like, like hot topics. Hot topics, hot. debates. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to jump right in? Let's, yeah. Let's not waste anybody's time with our banter. This is a debate for the ages. Oh, no. Is Edward Cullen a creep? That is so, you know, it's just, I feel like if it was played by somebody else, yes. Okay. I feel like Interesting. His, I feel like his attractiveness makes him less creepy, and that's problematic for us as a society. <laughs> because let's be real. She's a teenage girl, and he's what, like 900? She's 17. He's about 200. Yeah. <laughs> And he's in what world? The worst thing is too, he can mind read. So he could literally like be a bazillionaire and not going to high school. They could just be recluses if they really didn't want people to notice they weren't aging. <laughs> Instead, they just go to high school. He could be doing anything in the world. I think that we as a society, this is pretty privileged. We thought he was pretty enough. He's cute enough. He's teenagery enough that we're like acceptable. We love it. It's, it's like, fine. It's like anything though. Like in the TV show You. He's a murderer. So, I, oh, I know. It makes me so frustrated that you are weirdly rooting for him. That is played so perfectly, though. Mm. It's written so well that you root 
in a weird way. You're not rooting for him, but you like don't want him to be caught. You're like, oh my gosh, you've murdered again. Okay, clean up the mess, sir. Let's go. <laughs> you can't get caught. And you then, silly murderer. I do. I do love his dynamic with Jenna Ortega, though. Like, remember she was the girl in the apartment. I have not it's seen weird. the show. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But I just got the reference. For the record, I do think Edward Cullen is a creep. You need to find someone who's 200 years old, your own age. You don't need to be courting a child, <laughs> your child bride. Okay. <laughs> just saying. It's true. Next topic of debate, dance and cheerleading. Are they a sport? Because there's a lot of debate around this, and I think we should solve it here and now. Where is Gemma when we need her? Exactly. Okay. So something I've learned is that cheerleading and cheer are two different categories. So cheerleading is the dance that we see on the sidelines of a football game. I'll be honest. I think dancing is a sport. I'm so unathletic. Dancing is a challenge for me. I agree. It's it's physical activity and there's competitions for it. Yeah. I went to a Zumba class once and I remember at the end of the class, I was like, you're welcome everybody because I made you all feel so good about yourselves by how bad I performed. Okay. So sidebar about Zumba and things like that. I really need them to have Zumba for like 80 year olds that also I and only I am allowed to attend just so that I feel like I'm up to par. We should just go to Aquafit. Yeah, but okay. I don't like the cold pools anymore. (laughs) I've turned into a water wimp and I needed to be at a a crisp 90 degrees for me to get into that pool. Okay. But as as for like, I mean, cheerleading talking, like, and dance. Cheerleading. So, da- he, like, honestly, these are athletes. Like, they are athletes. But I will say, like, I didn't really think that cheerleading was that serious or cheer as the sport was that serious until I've gone to go witness it. Being a parent of somebody in cheer, it was, it's mind blowing what Gemma is capable of. She can throw a hundred pounds over her head and she does repeatedly for hours in, in training. Veda, I swear to goodness, every time. But you we, said she could throw a hundred pounds over her, like up in the air. And now all I can think about is Peter Malark from The Hunger Games, <laughs> because he also can throw a hundred pound bag of flour over. True. Remember his that head. was so impressive when they're all like, <gasps> "It really was." Wow. Sorry, back to Gemma. No, but it's true. And like we work out together because she has to do. There's because she started cheer in COVID, a lot of her training was at home and now she does it. We like break it up between the gym she goes to and the, sorry, like her cheer gym that she trains at. And we also go to the gym and we do weights and stuff and she can lift way more than me. She's so athletic. They have to be so strong. And when you go and watch some of these older groups do it, there is, it's undeniably a sport Mm -hmm. and it's competitive for a reason. I think it really comes down to the debate is because it's a more feminized sport. I was just going to add that. It's very interesting that people want to debate cheer and dance the most. And that is majority girls and women's sport. Yeah. And all of a sudden that's put into question. But there's people that have no problem with saying like darts or something is is a sport sport or something like that. You know what I mean? Me, a professional bowler. That was a sport. How long were you in a bowling league for? Let's talk about it. (laughs) I don't know. It was for a couple years. Okay. This is like when I say I'm a karate master and really I was 11 years old and I got up to an orange belt with a green stripe. Okay. But I had trophies. Like I really was in a bowling league and one of the girls that I bowled with, Michelle, hey, how are you? She still, we still are connected. She was like the 
pride of Guelph because <gasps> she, for the longest time, flags, if you went to Woodlawn Bowl, all the way down the bowling alley really? was like Michelle McKay. Michelle. She ended up getting a scholarship in the States. She now lives in Nashville with her husband. She got a scholarship on bowling and like did this whole life off of bowling, something that Wait. I did not take seriously enough. You can get a scholarship off of bowling? Yeah. We should be putting our kids into these types of sports. <laughs> seriously. Forget yeah. the competition surrounding hockey and baseball and I volleyball. Know. It's too saturated. Bowling yeah. leagues, Saturday morning. I used to get a Western sandwich for breakfast. My parents would, my parents t- took us to bowling because they were very nostalgic. They met at a bowling alley when they were teenagers. Really? And I think there was this nostalgia about us being in a bowling league. My sister was actually way better than I was. She actually went into some competitions and won Megan. them as well. But we were, we were in a little league and we played on Saturday mornings. And then if you did well, you went into competitions. Just out yeah. of curiosity and feel free to cut this. What's on a Western sandwich? Because I'm intrigued. Ham onion, pepper, <gasps> egg all together. It's like almost like a green omelet. pepper or red pepper, green pepper. No. It's almost like a, I'm out. you can do. <laughs> I do not fuck with green peppers. Give That's me an fair. orange, I'm a gonna yellow. Find a, I'm going to find a picture for you though. Cause sadly, rest in peace. Town and country had a great, great Western. Oh sandwich. yeah. There was a fire. There was a fire. Mm. That's our local greasy spoon. I've but immediately a Western lost sandwich, interest. It, it's it's a classic. It yeah. honestly was. My dad, so just to be clear, my mom worked in the deli at their bowling alley and my dad was what they called a pin monkey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a little Romeo and Juliet of the bowling alley. Yeah, that's what they were. I love it. Okay. Also, cats. Are they better pets than dogs? Cats are not better pets. Really? Because I would say yes. I love a cat. I love a cat. But cats are not better pets. Let's talk about what a pet is. My okay. cat literally knocks over all the shit she can. She cries in the middle of the night if we happen to feed her a little bit off schedule. <laughs> and she, like generally is like, she loves the baby. She's so sweet. But like she's a pet to the baby and she is not a pet to us. She, we are there to serve her and nothing else. We have two cats. The other one is like very chill. She could care less about anything. But Alice is a very demanding... And one time we had somebody over and she knocked a TV over on this person. They had to catch the television. Like, that's not a pet. (laughs) A dog, like, runs to the door. They love you. They don't, like, they they are honestly not even, like, rude about – Gemma's literally FaceTiming me in the middle of this. You know what? I'm going to answer. We're going to talk about this cheers for Okay. Hi. Hi. We're in the middle of podcasting. So you're on you're on live-ish. Is cheer is cheer sport? Are you asking no, me? Because not. to me, I think it, it is. is. Not Who's, okay, is that not. Bowden in the background? Correctly. Okay, thank you, Bowden. Um, <laughs> I have things to say. Nana just told the whole group chat who she got. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got my package for Sarah coming on Sunday. I'm like, okay, um, honey, you weren't supposed to tell us. We're doing a phone, one of those phone exchanges for our trip. <gasps> I love this. Yeah. The covers. But my mom just spoiled who she got. That's okay. All right, Gemma, I'm going to let you go. We're going to finish podcasting. He's going to sing for your podcast, okay? Okay. Uh- <laughs> wow, that's a great song. Cheers to the sport. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for your contributions. Don't come back. Don't live ever. <laughs> Don't live ever. What? Day in the life. That's like the third time she's FaceTimed me today. I'm not even kidding. Demanding. Like a cat. Like a cat. No, dogs are more like they're just there to be happy and do whatever they can to make you happy. And I feel like cats are like, you're my bitch. 
That is true, but I respect that about them. You have to earn their love. That's I find, because that's how you are as a person. That's true. I find that cats are more cuddly than dogs, actually. And the way that I think cats are better is because if you go on vacation, it's easier to get mm. someone to take care of your cat than it is to get someone to take care of your dog. So that's why I think a cat is a better pet. Do you think that cat people like cats because they feel they're more personally like them and people who are people pleasers are more dog people and people who are cat people are more like, wait, this makes sense because I would say that Shane and I are more cat people Mm -hmm. and you and Scott are more dog people. And we're the people people pleasers. Yeah. So true. (gasps) I think we just cracked the code. We cracked it. (laughs) Debate solved. (laughs) We've I'm so excited for Weston to be a sponsor of this podcast because they have so many incredible things that I didn't even know about, and now I get to share them with you. Weston has over 200 destinations around the world and help make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Weston Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being or keep up on whatever routines that you want to keep up on. At Weston, you can work out the way you want. There's a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine going while you're away. Maintain your focus in Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment or get moving on a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easy for you to explore the local areas. Wherever you are, you can run like a local. Weston's three and five mile scenic running maps make it easy to find your best route to explore on foot. Or you can do your own thing, which is my sort of personal preference. In your guest room with workout and recovery gear that's available on demand through Weston's gear lending program. You customize your workout while on the go with Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. And if you're like me and have different nutritional needs, their Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you based on your nutritional balance and make it easy to nourish your health no matter the destination. And of course, we have to talk about sleep. Recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. Wind down naturally with Sleep Well Lavender Balm, which eases tensions and soothes the senses. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. Which fast food place has the best french fries? McDonald's. I think so too. The saltiness. Except for this is like a different category, but I did love an Arby's curly fry and <sighs> I did, I do love an A&W sweet potato. I never agree with you on so many things. <laughs> I've never felt more connected to you as a friend. We're bonding. We, yes. The yeah. curly fries are so good. They're it's so the good. It's the only reason to go to that shaved meat place. I love it so much. I actually liked their sandwiches too. <gasps> Do you what? know that they actually shaved the meat there? I okay, well, that. we're done again because but I But that was like in my youth. Maybe I just have old like memories of it. Maybe it's not real. Okay, do you want to know something? I've actually never tried one of their sandwiches. <laughs> I just have really strong opinions about things. <laughs> I was ready to burn you on your like <laughs> yeah, of the like, sandwich. How? That's disgusting. Never tried it. <laughs> okay, ghosts, real 
or not? I hate this debate. Why? Because does I, it scare you? It doesn't scare me. It's just that like I want to believe that there are ghosts because I think it makes life interesting and I love people's ghost stories. However, why are there no current ghosts? Like, why are they all in Victorian clothes? Why are they clothes? all Victorian and old? Like where is somebody from like 1995? In mod robes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just don't understand that part of it. And why it seems to be like just a certain era that's stuck in ghost mode. Yeah. Like when did the ghosts end? Is it 1970? I also just kind of love to live in the ethos of not asking too many questions. I don't think we have to have everything figured out. Are there aliens? Probably. Are there ghosts? Maybe. Hey, sorry. Is there afterlife? I think so. But I just don't like to answer all the questions. I don't think there's ghosts. You don't, okay. I, but like, I don't believe in anything. That's I true. do believe in aliens just because like it would be so silly of us to assume like that it we could be a caterpillar. Yeah, it could that... be a caterpillar on Mars and it's an alien. Ooh, what kind of caterpillar? I don't know, but it's just like it could be an amiibo of some sort, right? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be like a full form person. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so ghost, you are not questioning it. I am saying no. I don't think I need to know. It doesn't doesn't feel, I feel like you're the not human... one of those people that is like worried that they're watching you having sex. No, I'd, I'd enjoy that. It's a romance book there. The Golden Ghost. Love Triangle. But someone's <laughs> not alive. No, that seems hot to me. But there is like this weird... Okay, well, wait. What if they're watching you like poop on the toilet? I still don't care. Okay, interesting. But I do think like we... There's like two types of people. The people that feel I need to know everything about everything. And then there's me who just... I don't think our human minds are capable of knowing all of the things anyways or even understanding them, which is why I think kids have such open minds about things. And I think we grow up and we slowly close the minds when we feel, I don't know, it just things feel too out of reach or too unreasonable. So part of me is just like, I don't want to have the door open or close. I'm just like not doing it. I just don't want to ask and think about it. like not believe them in a super judgmental way because I don't want to take away anyone's stories of like feeling like they connected with a ghost from the past or feeling like they've connected with a loved one who's passed, but I just don't believe in them. But if you do, but sometimes I see, like, I believe in little signs from people who have passed. Okay. I'm one of those people. Like I've had so many bizarre interactions with light orbs and with dragonflies specifically since my grandma passed. But as I was saying, I just love the idea of leaning towards the line of possibility as opposed to just like deciding nothing is real and true because I like to live on the side of hope. I would hate to die and find out that there was like a possible, like that there was somebody reaching out and she was like, you literally ignored all my dragonflies. I showed up all the time. I was at every party and you're just like too rational to think of otherwise. So I just sort of like that idea of, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I would rather lean on the side of hope than not. And that's not a judgment towards you because I know you would be like, I don't care about that. Yeah. I hate winged I like that for you. And also I'm okay to be wrong. Like it's not yeah. going to bother me if I'm wrong because yeah. we actually don't know. Yes, exactly. Like there, you can choose the side of science. You can choose the sign of just believing, but but we don't we know. don't know what happens when yeah, we die. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of unexplainable things in life, right? Yeah. And and I don't think that we were ever meant to have all the answers. That's true too. Yeah. Okay. From a nice little moment of life to pineapple on pizza. Yes or no. I mean, tale as old as time. I am a hard no. Thank I you. don't understand it. And I know, I think we've actually talked about this before, but honestly, it bears repeating. 
I think it's an acquired taste and it's not something I am, am caring to acquire. I love a pineapple on its own. On its own. But I don't like, I do not like salty and sweet things together. Yesterday I had a watermelon feta salad and I was like, oh, wait, interesting. No, I love that. It was interesting and it was okay, but I'm still I'm like, I wanted to eat them separately. I want, I don't like fruits and savory things together. I hate a raisin in a dish. I hate anything that's like, I don't know, any fruits yeah. inside of a savory thing. It to me is Fair. no different than, you know, a baked birthday cake with a layer of ground beef. You would never do it. <laughs> Rachel did, but we would never do it. Everyone grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and I'm going to give you a delicious recipe for a watermelon salad. You chop up some watermelon, you chop up some red onion, you chop up some mint, you put some feta, crumble it up, throw that shit in a bowl, put a little balsamic glaze over it. Delicious. Anyways. That actually does sound nice. But also, yeah, for me, pineapple on pizza, I'm not going to get a hot, sweet, mushy fruit and then Mm-mm. add it to dough and cheese and sauce. Mm-mm. If you're in your car or wherever you're listening going, but tomatoes are fruit, don't commit me with logistics, please. I can't. Strawberries aren't berries either. So fuck yes. that. Yeah. And the tomato is a savory, acidic. It goes. It's different. It's yes. very different. Okay. And did you let know me that ask you this. we're responsible for pineapple on pizza? I think it was invented. It was in Canadians. On- yeah. yeah. It's a Hawaiian pizza, but it's a Canadian thing. Oh, I don't know why. Look at us ruining it. I also, I think it has to do with like ham though. It's because if you look at like old glazed ham recipes, with the pineapple, with the pineapple, on, pineapple top, yeah. on top. And so it also is ham on top of the pizza. And I think that's where it's like sort of stemming from maybe. It must. But in the topic of like, because I was thinking about it and I'm like, maybe I just don't like heated up fruit. And then I was like, but I have had like an apple crumble or a pie. But then I remembered mm. and another debate for us. What? Do you have pie hot or cold? Okay, listen. You don't like pie. I fucking hate pie. What about key lime pie? No, you will not put a pie in front of me that I like. I don't mm. like the shell. <gasps> I'm okay with like, no, I'm not even that okay with the filling. Like I like an apple crisp. Uh-huh. Do not put an apple pie near me. Oh and I have God. to have the apple crisp smothered in custard. But that's another story for another day. Okay. I only like cold pie, which is why it was really like I would eat because then it's not oozing out as much. Because I like the crust to be hard, like a like a firm cookie. Like not for like a I don't know how to explain it, but once it's hot, it loses its mm. for some reason I respect a cold pie more than I respect a hot pie. Yep. I Thank you. Why. You okay. respect me. Okay. Another hard hitting debate. Which is more or who is more dangerous? A werewolf? or a vampire? A werewolf. It would tear you to shreds. You just have to worry about a vampire's two teeth and a werewolf. You have to worry about all of his paws and and his mouth. I disagree. I think a vampire because I think a vampire is more a killing machine. They lust after your blood. They need your blood. They want to rip your neck out. A werewolf just on a full moon is like, woo, better lock yourself up. Okay. Like, I don't think question. a werewolf is as intent on killing you than a vampire is. Can I ask a technical question? Sure, because I am an expert on this fictional thing. When vampires suck somebody's blood, does that not make them a vampire? No, they're still a vampire. It's just absorbing into their life essence. Okay, but when they bite somebody and they drink their blood, does the victim become a vampire? Only if the vampire then gets some of the vampire blood and feeds it to 
the victim and then they are reborn into a vampire. If they're just drinking from you, you're a feeder. Like you're like a blood oh, bag to them. Oh, okay. It's okay. if they give you their blood. I'm saying this like it's real. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but let me tell you the fuck about vampires. <laughs> well, the reason I'm asking is I'm like, what's the risk here? Like a werewolf tears you to shreds, you're done. Yeah. But a vampire bites you in the neck and you have eternal life. Okay. Which is sexier? Vampires. I think Ooh. werewolves. See, I we're opposite. It. No, I said it and then I felt different. A werewolf, maybe. Warm, cozy. Because the type of man I like is a hybrid of them. Okay, that's fair. Beauty and the Beast. Do you better ever think as about, a beast, yeah. Yeah, he's better as a beast. But Obviously. do you ever think about the fact that she was like really ready to like, she was yeah. really ready to like rail him she as a beast? She did not know he was a human. She didn't know. No. She never did. And she was ready to go to bed with that. Yeah, let's do it. And then when he comes in frankly, the live I don't blame action, her. In the live action, when he becomes a man, do you ever notice the line that she says to him? What does she say? What do you think about a beard? Oh. Because she is she she notes Bell herself like you're a beast. little like I kind of liked you as a beast. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Darth Vader, hero <sighs> or villain? And I have a very strong opinion about this. I have a stronger one, I'm sure. Okay. He is everything that I hope for in this world. And I love this Star Wars legacy because of this, because anybody even in their worst of who they are can be redeemed and be a hero. And it's the hope that I love and I cling to because when you see people that are just like going away of, and and you can hate them, you can genuinely hate everything they're doing, but there's part of me that holds hope that they can turn it around and change. And a, a big part of that is like my love for the Kylo Ren's and the Darth Vader's, these people who got turned into something and then eventually turn back and become the hero of the story. That's fair. For me, it's <laughs> logistics. It's the minute this bitch abandons his wife to raise twins alone, villain. I don't care what dark side was seducing you. Do not let her be a single mother. He didn't know that she gave birth. He thought she died pregnant. What? He yeah, thought he she died? Yeah, he thought she was dead. He didn't know that he had children. Okay, you're much more knowledgeable about, about Star Wars. So yeah. that's intriguing because my hatred of him was always like, you let your wife raise two babies? That's why Obi-Wan never raised them himself or kept them himself. And he just watches and keeps them very hidden. He gives them away to two families so that he'll never find out that they actually survived. Okay. Because- Anakin, that's when he becomes true evil. He does all of this trying to save her life. Oh. He's having these he's having these dreams and these premonitions of her dying. Okay. And so he turns to the only thing that he knows will save her life or what he's told, Powerful. which is the dark side. So he turns to the dark side in order to save her life. But what happens in the process and because his heart gets so dark, she leaves him and he believes that she dies of a broken heart in that time. And he becomes enraged. I don't, I hope there's not a bigger Star Wars fan. That's like, you're wrong. However, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If you but are a this bigger is from Star what Wars I fan, remember. don't correct us. Just let us live in this, please. <laughs> but yes, he believes that she is dead. Obi-Wan takes the children, disperses them. I don't know how Darth Vader finds out that that's his child, but I know that it, like, obviously it's like later on, but in the, in the original story, he does not know that he has those children. Okay. I'm changing my answer then. Hero for me. Hero? Yeah. Let me Google. Does Darth know he has? Yeah. I do wonder when he actually would have found out because he, he tells never, Luke. Yeah. Darth Vader never knew he had twins until the final battle on the second Death Star. 
The force ghost of Obi-Wan had warned Luke to bury his understanding of Leia, of Leia deep of Orvader. Ah, uh, what? Sorry. The force ghost of Obi-Wan had warned Luke to bury his understanding of Leia deep or Vader would be able to sense his feelings. Yes. So he doesn't know. Okay. He knew Luke was, but not Leia at first. Oh, and that's when he goes, someone else. Ah, a sister. Yeah. As for Luke, he knew from the moment he heard the name, he had a son and tried to find him. But yeah, it's... Okay. Yeah, he didn't... Little did Vader know how wrong he was about the nature of his family. Yeah, it it sounds like it's a little muddy. From we'll call him a morally gray hero. But yeah, he did not know he had twins. I knew that initially that they never he never knew that they were born. Okay, so these next two are actually two of my biggest fears. But we have to figure out which is scarier. We have to face them. Okay, which is scarier, deep space or the deep sea? The deep sea. Oh. No, I Both think of those things sea. terrify me, and I don't even like to think about them too long. I think space, it separates you from the world, <sighs> right? Yeah. I think if you were lost in space, you would understand your finality. Okay. If you're in the deep ocean- You don't even know what creatures are down you there. You don't know what's down there. And like you're your brain is pulverized from all the pressure. I just went on a deep dive of like dive on like a TikTok today about like the Ocean Gate thing. And basically in this video, it said like they were in communications when they were having all these errors. Oh no. And they would have done a free fall for about <sighs> a minute straight before anything happened. And <sighs> I was like, that would be That's the awful. most terrifying. I don't know. There's so much more coming out about it, but they said essentially from the very beginning, they must have all been aware because there was all these warning things. Apparently the man who constructed it, and this is all hearsay that I heard on TikTok, yeah. the man who constructed it like went against like regulatory things to try and create a different carbon fiber like okay. casing, which after each use became weakened. And there were all these signs and all of these warnings and they started to try and ascend back up oh. and that, and they never had the power to get back up. So it's the whole story is changing. Let alone the deep, deep ocean. Just no, yeah. today made me really think about it. And that just feels too, it's too close to home. Yeah. We're too aware yeah. and unaware. We're the space you're like, okay, I'm, well, I'm gone. And let alone deep sea, you're not going to catch me really past my waist. I'm not fucking no, around I, with the ocean because I we don't the ocean, have any dominion. But I respect it. I like, would not. No. We have no control over what happens under those no. waters. And we need sharks. Like we need sharks yes. in order for our whole ecosystem to work. We need sharks. In order to have sharks, we have to also respect sharks. We have to respect the ocean. And the more and more things like climate change and everything is happening, a lot of this marine life is starting to come closer into our world. And we have to respect those boundaries. We can't be surprised if 10 years from now, there's like an increase in shark attacks and an increase in like marine life abnormalities when we've literally been destroying the oceans in so many different ways. Can you imagine if we look back and we're like, that movie Sharknado was trying to tell us something? I mean. I just don't like in the deep sea. We don't know what's down there. There could be creatures down there have that hope, we have no clue about. I hope there's a megalodon. I'm a believer of the megalodon. Why I would you hope for a megalodon? You don't because, even hope for like a mermaid or something? No, I think the megalodon is so cool because it is so prehistoric. and. If it is still alive, as they believe it may be, it has been living beyond human Ugh, awareness. And terrifying. that's special. And like, how deep does the ocean go? I don't like it. Ugh. We just have our hands in too many things. We do too much. We mess around with the ocean too much. We do. I think we need and to space. get out of it. 
we need to mind our own business. I do agree with a lot of the fishing industries, though. I understand that there has to be like certain things regulated. Yeah. And I understand a lot of them are culturally like based and stuff as well. But I just think that we are we are seeing, a, I think we're going to see a really interesting change. They've even seen it, the patterns of the whales and the way that they're moving. They're coming more north. There's a lot of things that are changing. I respect the ocean. I will not go in it. Even like I'm, I'm very careful. Like I know my kids, like I won't ever put those things on them, but I make them very aware of what they're deciding to do when they step I will go the up ocean. to my waist in the ocean and that's it. Fair okay. enough. Not the next debate, not that aliens are out there. Some people like to debate that aliens live among us. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think they would take one look at us and be like, get the fuck out of here. They yeah. would just haul ass back to their planet. They would be like, nope. Speaking of another TikTok I saw, there was this woman who was like, what if aliens see us as like an endangered species? Facts. Because that's how we are. Like we are destroying everything. And imagine like aliens are looking down at us. They're not trying to invade us. They're like, actually, what if they tried to save us? They're like, these people are not okay. So if the aliens ever come, I'll be like, look, they've come to save. I don't think they would. Could you imagine like, I don't know, 500 years in the future, if like our descendants of our bloodline, like marry an alien? Well, there's Such a, a cute whole... romantic story. What's Are you a plus or negative blood type? What does that mean? Like, are you a positive, O negative? Are you, what Sarah, is it? Your... I hardly even know what color my eyes are. Okay. How am I going to know? They're like a grayish blue. But... but I do know that my blood type is very rare. So you don't know what it I'm is? I'm very smug about it. What Only 6% of Canadians have it. I don't know what it is. Oh I just gosh. know someone said it's rare and that's all I zoned in on was that I'm I was special. Rare. I'm How an, rare? I'm an O negative. So I'm a universal blood type. If it's anything ever happens rare. to you, I can give blood to anybody, but I can only receive it from a negative. Oh, I think that's what Scott is. There's a standing theory that those with a negative blood type are actually an alien species. Here's what's interesting. Oh my goodness. Who has time for this? I had to learn this when I was pregnant. So basically when you well, carry- you didn't have to learn that we no. could be an alien. Well, but just under- Okay. Stay with me here. Okay. Stay with me. So when I was pregnant with Maya, we found out that my ex-husband was a plus, like a an RH positive blood type and I was an RH negative blood type. Okay. So they explained to me that I would actually have to take a certain shot. Oh, I remember that thing. Yes. And it didn't affect that. It doesn't affect the first pregnancy. It affects subsequent ones because what happens is your body recognizes that it's a different blood type and creates antibodies. So what was happening for generations and just like a trigger warning on miscarriage here, there was a lot of people like even as as soon as like 20 years ago who were becoming pregnant with subsequent babies and losing them repeatedly and they couldn't understand it. So what they ended up finding out was that when the mother is an RH negative and she carries a child that's RH positive, there's usually oh. a point in the birth or the pregnancy that the blood crosses and the RH negative blood type grows an antibody to fight off having another positive blood type in the body. Oh. So in each of my pregnancies, I have always had to have injections throughout it to make sure that my body wouldn't create antibodies Interesting to fight off a future potential carrying of a child of a positive blood type. So I am of a negative and my children are all positive there, but there is this weird theory that it's because it's some sort of an alien blood form, because if we can't even yeah. interact and mix them without creating antibodies that would fight them off. It's a, it's such a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I want to go on the record as not believing that one, but actually I think I I'm might an, be an alien. 
I'm either AB positive or AB negative. Okay, so what's the most? It's probably going to be your rare o blood. Type. If you have rarer blood than me, we're over. <sighs> I want to be more special. No, AB negative is the rarest blood type, and O positive is the most common. So let's find out where O negative is. I might be AB positive though. Okay, I'm AB something. You're AB something. Okay, so O negative is six point six percent. AB negative is 0.6%. Okay. But even like AB positive, basically from- I think I might be AB positive. It's O negative is about the middle and then it goes up. The most common is O positive and A positive. And then everything else is pretty, is like less than 10%. I think too, there's a lot of cultures that like take a lot of stock in what your blood type is. Like, isn't it in China? Like it's almost like not a first date question, but everyone wants to know what your blood type is. Oh, I'm really? very intrigued by it. Yeah. Yeah. There's this. Okay. So if you Google it, there's these all like YouTube history channel things called ancient aliens, RH negative <laughs> <laughs> alien blood types. <laughs> oh, but then there's another one that says having RH negative blood does not mean you're descended from aliens. Sorry. Well, oh, but does Mis- RH debunked. negative, this is just my Google. Does RH negative blood come from reptiles? <laughs> question mark? Oh, no, no. We'll no. never know. Might be an alien. Okay. This is a really important one. Okay. Which Chris is the superior Chris between Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth? I'm leaving Pratt I off the list. I knew you were going to leave Pratt off the list. It's not for me. I love Pratt as an actor. Yeah. I also, the answer for me is very firm. It's a Hemsworth. <gasps> I was always an Evans, but I've switched recently to Pine. Why? There's this, there's like, there's this an interview here where he's just really aggressively eating a sandwich. Oh. And I felt really like akin to him. I was like, oh, we're connecting here. Yeah. He was on the James Corden show, like mm-hmm. shoveling down like a huge sub. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm interested in you. I immediately, when you asked this question, went to who's the most fuckable and not like who's the best person. But I do I don't love think any the of Evans. them are fuckable. So Evans, I saw this thing. Apparently he went to like his high school reunion. Like he showed up, even though he's a big celebrity. And he even put a name tag on that says, hi, my name is Chris. And he took pictures of all his old classmates. And there was something about that that was like, you're a very sweet man. I do think he's I do very like sweet him. and charming. The thing is, I like his brother more. Oh, yeah. Who was Who in the, was Barbie, in the movie. Barbie movie. Yeah. I like his brother more. The Hemsworth, though, him as a dad, if you've ever watched Chris Hemsworth videos of him with his kids. He does seem like a great dad. Oh, my. I don't know why that makes him more fuckable for me, but he just does. <laughs> him and his wife, the whole thing. I just, I love. Those brothers, love though, it. seem so chaotic. Whenever they're all together, they're just wrestling and I don't like it. Oh, I haven't seen those videos. Yeah. If it's like Luke and him and there's one more brother together, they're just constantly there's wrestling. There's another Hemsworth? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think he was something in Thor. I think he might have played the actor who was pretending to be Thor when they were putting on the play. Oh, that's really funny. I, I think like it was that. him. I don't that's know. That's like the fourth Jonas brother. We'll never know. But yeah. they exist. Someone can fact check me on that, but I feel okay. like I'm right because I'm generally right <laughs> and rarely wrong. <laughs> okay, this is a bit in depth, but who would win in a fight? The you cool or me? Late. Oh. No. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, let's do that. Who would win in a fight, you or me? You. Yeah. You're bigger and you're unkidnappable. That's right. I would, me, and I, was, I would just, I would do what I did in dodgeball and just pretend to be And injured. I took two years of karate. 
what am I going to do with my bowling league? (laughs) Just throw shit at me. (laughs) No, I will say I've been in one physical fight in my entire life. I've never been. And it was in a bar with a man because he touched my friend. Good for you. Actually, that's content warning that back. But yeah, yeah, I roundhouse kicked him in the middle of the bar. And the visual I have of that, because I've seen you fake roundhouse kick. It's not graceful, (laughs) but it's effective. Was everyone like, no, it was just a lot of like it was a big crowd, mm. and it just kind of like. And then I was How worried about getting in trouble. To roundhouse kick. Oh, I can always find the space. <laughs> I'm always ready to roundhouse kick. No, it was just really crowded, and yeah. I just got out of there because I was worried I'd get in trouble. That's fair. But yeah, who? I think actually, though, you could be good in a fight if you really had to. I just like the idea of getting in a fight. I'm very like, if we're at like in Buck and Doe's. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not from here, stag and doe, stag and doe before people like get a, wedding, yeah. they like raise some money for their marriage. For some reason in Scott's, where Scott is from, there would always be a fight at the end of the night in the arena. Just oh. like always, there was always a fight. And I was always so intrigued by them. I would like start to like walk over and Scott would be like, no, you're not getting in a fight with grown men. I just have a bloodlust, I think. Oh my goodness. I like the idea of it. And I also have this delusional thought that like no one could possibly beat me in a fight because I am so tall. I've never even had the desire to hit somebody. Like the only I just thing is like I don't it. have a lot of like rage. Yeah, like I don't have a lot of like that. Like the idea of punching someone hurts to even think about. Mm-hmm. I don't like to think of my hand hurting. I love to think about it. <laughs> who would win okay, in a fight? Who would win in a fight? The Kool Aid Man or the Michelin Man? I mean, think about the Michelin Man is huge, but the Kool Aid Man can knock through bricks. He's also made of glass. But and he can the like glass be never over breaks. And die. Oh, because the juice is his life force. And it, the Michelin Man, I feel like could like get inside the Kool Aid and just sponge him up. If the Kool Aid spills out, is he just an empty shell? And he has I, no thoughts, and he just like turns in a circle, not knowing what to do with himself. I think I also like there's a bounty like guy as well. <laughs> in my head, I was like, he'll just absorb the juice. And I was like, that's a different. He jumps in different the glass. one. Let's add Mr. Clean in there as well. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> I think the Kool-Aid man would win because I think think he could like bust through Michelin man's legs like he would the brick wall. And then like the Michelin man would deflate because he's made of tires and stuff, right? I guess. But I also feel like he's bouncy. So how could he? He he would just bounce that glass off of him so fast. He's like a trampoline. Who's sexier? Kool-Aid man or Michelin man? Weirdly Kool-Aid man because I like his voice. I think the Michelin man. I don't know why. He just seems friendly. Okay. How should Game of Thrones have ended? This is a big debate because everyone- this upsets me so much. I know. I have so many thoughts on it. All right. Go ahead and then I'll finish with mine. So in my perfect world, Game of Thrones would have ended with Sansa being Queen of the North, Mm -hmm. not Bran. Yeah. Agreed. (sighs) Sansa did all the work. Okay. So Sansa would be Queen of the North. The Hound- did he die fighting his brother? Honestly, I, I love remember. the hound so much with his big chicken leg that I just want him to be alive and happy. Mm-hmm. Tormund and Brienne would be married and in love because I love a romance. Yes. And he was obsessed with her yes. in the best way. And he always lifted yes. her up and was like, you should be a knight. Fuck yes. them. I loved yes. him. Oh, I forgot how much I loved him. Um, I think someone else should have killed the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They were who. just a weird sideline conversation. What I really wanted, and this has been talked about before, why did Arya spend all that time with her face shifting not to pretend to be Jamie, mm-hmm. go to Cersei, and be like, my love, we're reunited. And Cersei's like, this is amazing. 
And then I want her to stab Cersei in the heart and rip off the face. And then it's Arya. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. That's the ending that I wanted. I only had one and hope I and wish. And I don't want Daenerys to go like that. I'm so <laughs> sick of women going mad and she has to be stopped. I don't care if it's in the history that that family goes insane. I want it like she was always such a good person. And I don't like that that was her ending. Just a little stabby stab from John. I think, and John was obviously doing it out of like what was right at the time because yeah. of the story they wrote for her. I think anybody who's ever come from a line of mental health issues, you can't imagine what it is to watch a character battle through the knowledge that their family has mental illness and that they are known for being flipping into being crazy. Yeah. And I also feel like that society pushed her into it as well. They always believed she would be crazy. They never, they, I mean, the things that happened to her in her lifetime and the loss that she went through. And when she walks through that fire with her dragons, that should, her story should have always been redemptive. It should have always been that she could triumph over all of the things that she was met with. When they made her crazy yeah. and when they made her bad, it it took a, I literally was in bed for the whole next day and I couldn't understand it. And there was this whole thing about the psychology behind why we felt so sad about it. And I think a lot of it just has to do with when you've ever, if anybody has ever suffered from a mental illness or PTSD, there's a part of you that like no longer trusts your brain mm. because you feel, uh, what's the word? You feel like control of your own body. I just feel like you feel defeated by them. Like you feel like they are capable of betraying you. And when you feel like your brain is capable of betraying you, you live your life waiting for the other shoe to drop. So watching someone like Daenerys sort of fight that battle of like when's the other shoe dropped for her so many times that she just kept picking it up. She just kept picking it up. So for her end story to be that she finally, as she should have gotten that throne, owned that throne, fought her way there, found somebody she loved, was fighting through all of the patriarchy that she was going through where everyone, you know, made, wouldn't respect her because she was a woman, fight through all of that just to make her crazy. It was upsetting. And the only thing that I've had to like rewrite the ending because I know that the people who were show running it didn't even properly finish it. They wrapped it really, really fast. And that's the story that they did to wrap it really fast. I don't know about what happens in the books, but. Well, it's not fucking written yet. It's just upsetting. Yeah, I didn't like it. I actually like viscerally recoiled from that finale. I won't watch the show again. I won't either. I don't like it at all. Okay. A little bit lighter. I like that you were like, we want a lighter, fluffier episode. No, but that's like Whenever that's brought up, it like brings me back how angry I was. I hated that. I genuinely was so angry. People say what's the worst ending of a show? Is it lost? Is it this or that? For me, it's Game of Thrones. I think they ruined that show for me personally. Yeah, exactly. I don't have an opinion on this next debate, so I'm going to go with whatever you say. Okay. Which is best, Disney or Pixar? Disney. And you can think of that however you want. So like the movies, the experience. I love Pixar movies. And thank God they're owned under the same umbrella now. So I don't feel like I'm betraying. But if I'm going to go with the movies that I enjoy the most, mm. they are typically under the category of like, I like Toy Story. I'm not obsessed with it. I love Monsters, Inc. is probably the one that would like debate it for me. Okay. But ultimately, like Disney movies are the ones that I grew up on. They're the ones that I find myself watching the most and relate to the most, even the live actions now. Mm-hmm. The Pixar, like I, I think they're really great and they're like a different genre of animated movie, mm-hmm. but they're not the ones that were like 
mine, if that makes sense. Yeah, they wouldn't be the one, if I had to choose one forever, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't choose them. Also, because it's really hard to watch Toy Story now and see how much of a dick Woody is. He's such a dick. You know what? Yeah. He earned that name. Yeah. He was the type of person that was so terrified of his control and his power getting taken away. Yeah. yeah. He's such a dick. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. I agree. For no reason, because I don't watch animated things. Were Ross and Rachel on a break? Can I confess something? Yeah. I've never really understood this. Like I, it, the question isn't whether or not they were on a break. It's, was it okay for him to sleep with somebody else? Because what did, like, were they on a break? What's the right answer there? I guess it's yes, true. They were on a it's break. It's subjective or no, for they people weren't. if it's okay, if you're on a break with someone to have sex with someone else. I always go for, thought. I always go for the same as like people have defined it two different ways. A break is a part of a breakup. And I thought it was like taking a lunch break. You're taking a pause from the relationship so that you can collect yourself, nourish yourself, come back to it. Okay. Which means you wouldn't like during your work day, you wouldn't take a lunch break and then go check into a different job. Okay. Maybe you would, but typically like, or like a competitor, right? So to me, it just seemed like that. I don't understand the whole, like, were they or weren't they on a break? Because it's more of the question of, was it okay for Ross to sleep with somebody else while they were on a break? Do you think yes or no? I think no. Okay. Because he, when she said it, and I think it just comes down to what a breakdown of communication. Say? I didn't, I don't watch like. She said, I need a break from us because she was so overwhelmed with work. She's like, I okay. think I just need a break from us. Ross took that as a breakup. A breakup. She was communicating. I need a pause. I just need a second. I need a, I need to, I need a moment to collect myself. You're really, his jealousy was at an all time high. He was mm. interfering with her career mm. and he was like well, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do all this stuff for our anniversary. And she's like, okay, I get it. But I also like, I've got all this other stuff going on and I'm trying to do this life for myself that she's fought so hard for. And she asks, she's like, I just think I need a break. Okay. And he goes, okay, let's go for a walk. And she says, no, I mean a break from us. She needs a pause in the relationship because it's his needs are becoming so loud in her life that she just needs to mute that for a second. So she can take care of what she needs to take care of and come back. What Ross does is he hears that as a breakup and then he goes and sleeps with somebody that night. Mm. So the next day when Rachel's had her moment, she's like, you know what? I actually don't need a break. I don't want to be away from you. That's not what I meant. I just was frustrated. He's like, well, I already fucked somebody. And then it became a breakup. Okay. I'm going to go with you on this. But whether or not they were on a break, that's the whole thing that's so weird because it's like, we were on a break. What does that mean? Yeah. What is a break? What is a break? Like, I think that's where the debate is. It's more of the fact that like, if somebody said to you, I want a break, does that mean break up or does that mean pause in the relationship? And where is the line there? Okay. Which Real Housewives franchise is the best? Do you watch Real Housewives? Yeah, but that's the problem. I don't watch, there's like 45 of them. Fair. So I only know the ones I've watched. I've watched Beverly Beverly Hills, Hills, Orange County, and New York. Okay. I don't know the other ones. Those are- Three that I would not say at all. In okay, the top. so what's the top for me? I think Potomac. And oh, you've always said this. Where is Potomac? Oh, that's a great. Is it question. not Potomac? Because that's how I've said it in my head forever. I think it's Potomac. Okay, and is ge- it Washington? Geographically, I have no fucking clue where that is. All the Americans are gonna riot. Like on this I know one. that people always say New York where OC is- or Beverly Hills. It's in the Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> so phonically. I said it's Maryland. But also, where is Maryland? 
And why do we, <laughs> I said it phonically because it really is spelled Maryland. 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 Land of Mary. Uh, so I don't know apparently where that is. on Crime Junkies, they were doing an episode where they were talking about somebody who is French and his name was Jacques, mm-hmm. but they called him Jacques because they didn't know. And they That's were like, cute. we don't need another Jacques on our hands. That is really cute. <laughs> I just pulled that with Maryland. No, for me, it's number one is Potomac. Number two might be Atlanta. Number three is Beverly Hills. And number four is Salt Lake. And then I don't really care about the other ones I would much. be so curious to watch Salt Lake, I'll be honest, because when I it's went down trip. to when I was in Salt Lake City, it, I will never get over There's some Mormon stuff on there. It's, it's very interesting. It's not even that. It's just the whole society is so different. Like I've had culture shocks before. Yeah. Nothing like I oh, did that's in interesting. It was the whole soda shop thing was one. Yes, there's like Mormon religion is obviously prevalent there. Yeah. But even just like the the sheer volume of like intersection of religion and plastic surgery was very interesting. It was like, (laughs) I remember driving by this billboard and I'm like, when would you, where would you ever see this anywhere else? And it was like, Jesus says your body is a temple. So make sure you're doing regular renovations, get your like mommy makeover and all this stuff. And I was like, interesting. That's an interesting approach to like do that. Or even the way that yeah, like coffee and tea wasn't a common thing to find. Really like Salt Lake because they're quite quirky. Yeah, and, and I, there's only a few seasons to get caught up on. It's not. I've like always just been fascinated. Seasons. I grew up on watch like the bloggers of the 2000s, where they were all out of Utah because so many of really? them. Yeah, because I guess there's something in the Mormon faith where like the women are encouraged to stay home, okay. and because of that, generationally they need an down, outlet. Yeah, well, they've also passed down their like skills, which they would be like craftier, how they would make income within the home. Okay, so they were sort of the groundbreakers of the entire industry of influencing. It's interesting once you like see it and you go through your newsfeed and like these all OG influencers and a lot of them stemmed from Utah because they were so encouraged to, and maybe I have this wrong. This is just my understanding, but they were encouraged to, you know, you Google or not Google blog this way. And a lot of them, you'd go onto their blogs, you'd read about their homes and stuff. And then yeah. in the about me section when often linked to a church. So I was, I was always like, this is so fast. I've never seen anything like this. And I remember reading from one of the bloggers that she had said that they were encouraged to work out of the home. And because their mothers were so crafty, it was so handed down. So they sort of started the movement of like craft blogging, which is where I kind of started. Very interesting. I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. It's Um, very interesting. Sandwiches. Should they be cut horizontally? Yeah. Or diagonally like if you're going to eat them what's the oh sorry diagonally diagonally yeah diagonally i i like to eat mine whole like a giant oh my gosh what say diagonally i say diagonally for sure okay i like to eat it whole like a monster what is the best dip for a chicken nugget dill buttermilk dill (laughs) what yeah I could spend 30 minutes talking about why that is the worst answer you could have ever given, but okay. But you can't because we're already at time. Okay. We'll make another part two at a different time with more debates. Maybe we can ask our audience to leave some comments in the post on Instagram okay, to can give us some more debates comment to talk on the about. Best, no, no. Can they please comment on the best <laughs> dip for a chicken nugget? Because okay. the fact that you said creamy fucking dill. Have you ever had a chicken wing? I feel like you've ruined my life. With dill, like garpar and dill? No, and I never would. Because I'm not putting dill on a chicken nugget. Ooh. You should. No, it's great. I won't. 
Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. The debates have been debated and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.